0: What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Friday Wrap-Up. My name is Jack Graham.
1: And I'm Mac Rackers. And
0: on this show, we wrap the week up with hot topics, teachable moments, and articles that we think will put you in a good mood for the weekend. So just a recap on last week, so just to catch everybody up who didn't listen to the last week's, Mac brought up an article that she seen that somebody got a pig. Heart
1: transplant?
0: Yes. So dive a little bit deeper in that because we just weren't sure how it actually worked, but they actually genetically modified the pig. So the Oh, heart,
1: before, it took, before yeah. they took its heart out.
0: And so that they knew the heart would be suitable for humans. So just thought that was a cool little...
1: Where did you find that?
0: Uh, just It's all over the internet now. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, if you just Google Google pig or pig man, pig transplant. Pig it, man. It, it just comes up. And I just, yeah, thought it would be cool to just dive a little bit deeper into it and see how they actually did it, which is pretty cool. Um, like we said last week, I feel like, you know, everybody's going to start living longer and longer. Everybody has better access to health and... Things like that. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, it's only good things as long as you're happy having a pig heart. Yeah.
1: I mean, if you're still alive, then why not?
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I guess on the living longer thing, mm -hmm. I've got two studies that I want to talk about today um, that came up in uni this week. And the first one I actually did a post about uh, like a long while ago and we just went over it in the um, Appetite component of this unit, I guess, and it is the SMILES trial. Some of you might have heard of it. I think that it's uh, getting pretty popular on social media at the minute. And essentially what they did is it was a 12-week randomized control trial that recruited people with major clinical depression. Uh, These people were then randomly assigned to one of two groups, so a social support group where they received counseling or therapy Mm -hmm. and a the other group was put on the Mediterranean diet. So for those of you who don't know, it's pretty much just like vegetables, fish, oil.
0: Yeah, good fatty.
1: Yeah, just... Good
0: it's, fats. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, so it's a good diet. And the dietary support group made gradual positive changes to their diet by increasing their intake of, oh, here's an example, fruits and vegetables, whole grains, beans, pulses, nuts, seeds, fish, and healthy fats whilst reducing their intake of processed food. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So that's the diet group. So and more
0: good stuff, less bad stuff.
1: Yes, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and the results, and so the other group just got counselling but kept their diet the same. Yep. So the results were 8% of people in the social support group achieved full remission of their depression. So 8% of people were no longer depressed at the end of the 12 weeks. Whereas 32.3% of people in the diet group achieved full remission on their depression. So 32% of people didn't get any counselling, they just changed their diet, 32%, did I say that? Mm. And they were no longer depressed at the end of the 12 weeks.
0: That's crazy. 12 weeks. 12 weeks. We just done an episode on challenges and stuff like that, so I feel like instead of going out and smashing your body, you can just change the way you eat and you're going to be better off.
1: Yeah, mentally, physically, emotionally. Term, yeah, That's crazy. Um, yeah, so obviously the degree of dietary changes did correlate with the degree of improvement. So if they change their diet a lot, like if it was a big change for them, then it was a big change in how much better they felt mentally. Whereas if it was they didn't change much, then it was only a small amount of change. But either way...
0: I think I still, like I do, but there's obviously science now that shows like gut bacteria and brain health are linked. Yeah, there's absolutely. No, there's no sort of questioning that anymore. So, and that study sort of proves it, but I also feel like there's a thing that you can't really test and it's sort of pushing the boundaries of, you know, I'm doing something very uncomfortable. It's not, I'm used to it, I'm not used to it, and I'm eating all this food that, you know, is hard for me to do because it's hard that I feel more accomplished doing it.
1: Yeah, it's more of a mental achievement as well Yeah. as like physically eating better food.
0: And I feel like the more you do it and I'd say those 32% were just hitting all their targets and everything they need to and like you go a week without eating, you know, all the bad stuff you used to, you're like, yes, I did a whole week Yeah. and you're proud of yourself and then you do two weeks and then you do and so on and so on and I feel like that's a big build up and build up and build up and you do that over 12 weeks you're going to feel better about yourself anyway
1: yeah when mentally you, build, you've built mental strength yeah. over that 12-week period
0: yeah and that's i guess that's sort of one reason why we do like habit challenges each month with our clients as well because you know we make them super easy for them to achieve but week after week if you're hitting those simple habits they build yeah and you feel a lot better at the end of the month because you've smashed them out and Done it, and you've ticked every single day off.
1: Yeah, exactly, and it's satisfying. It's so satisfying to tick every day off. Who wouldn't want to keep doing it?
0: Where I feel like if you just go in and sit and talk to somebody, I feel like that's still beneficial, and that's not shouldn't be not ignored. Done, yeah, but it's not really. You're not really achieving anything. You're just talking about things. Yeah. If you know what I mean.
1: I guess for some people, going to those sessions though is achieving something, but it's only that one thing that you're achieving, and. My one thing that I wonder about going to therapy or anything like that is you don't, it's not like a coach. Like, obviously, I'm not qualified yet to be a <laughs> therapist to coach people in that way. But it's like if you go to a dietitian or naturopath or nutritionist, you go to the session, you talk about stuff, and then you leave. Yeah. And you might not come back for a week or a month sometimes. And you just don't have that ongoing support, which I feel like...
0: Where coaches sort of talk to you every day or at least every second day, guiding you through life and the things you're actually being coached on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Agreed.
1: Rather than that fly in, fly out sort of... Because I've done that with multiple doctors and naturopaths and nutritionists and... Yeah, it just doesn't... Well, for me, it just didn't work. Yeah. Like, the week before I was about to go back, I would do all the things they told me to do, you know. Like, when you go to the dentist, you floss, like, the day of. (laughs) If you don't floss. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean, though? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Cool. The other study that I wanted to talk about is um, on Alzheimer's and how... Obviously, we just spoke about how your food impacts your mental health. It Mm -hmm. also impacts the physical health of your brain. So Mm -hmm. how fast your brain degenerates, I guess. Um, So a large study assessing more than 2,600 people who are aged 60 to 77 years old showed that people at risk for dementia participated in a two-year intervention to improve their diet, increase exercise and monitor cardiovascular risk. And provide them cognitive training so they started using their brain again. Because I feel like as you get older, maybe you read the newspaper, but you probably don't use your brain the same way you did, like, when you were working and stuff like that. So, um, I've lost my train of thought now. Yeah, so they improved diet, exercise, cardiovascular, so, like, I suppose that comes under exercise, and brain training, and physical activity and strong social networks were associated with a reduced risk of cognitive impairment and Alzheimer's. So all of those things reduced their risk. Obviously a two year period is a long time, Mm. but why do you have to just do it over like a period of time? I feel like if you're doing those things your whole life, like we're always talking about longevity on here. So if you are always trying to improve your diet Trying to use your brain in more ways than just going to work, driving, um, and focusing on exercise, then Mm. all of those little things that you can just make a lifestyle will help you have a healthier brain for longer. Yeah. And Mm. who doesn't want, who wants to be an old person that
0: is brain
1: dead? You know what I mean?
0: Or you, like, you lose your, I guess, self you know, sense of self before all your friends and like, you know, that are the same age.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, you don't want to be the one. I was going to sneeze. It's gone. You don't want to be the one that deteriorates the fastest. And it can, like, you can't predict it, you know, so why risk it? Yeah. And this was a two-year study. So it took two years for them to improve their dementia or Alzheimer's. Mm. Like, why not just do it? all the way up until you're 60 years old and then you'll never have to go through it and have to do a two-year intervention to prevent it or to improve it.
0: Yeah. Um, so for all of you guys listening, Mac and I don't talk about our subjects before the show. So we just come up with our own subjects, things we've heard, and that we think you guys will find interesting and then we just sort of have a list and we go through them, obviously like we are. And um, one of the things I'm going to talk about and... If you look in the, wherever you listen listening to this, there'll be a link to the show notes and I'm going to start linking all these... Um, papers and and all all these reports so you can actually check them out for yourself so if you head to the show notes you can find all the links for these subjects that we're talking about except for things like you know the pig transplant and all that sort of stuff you literally you google it and it all comes up it's easy to find the ones that aren't so easy to find we're going to link in the show notes so if you are more interested in any of these subjects please head over there and check it out Um, and the funny thing is one of my ones that i want to talk about is so as a paper was just – like a study was just finished and the paper was just released like two weeks ago and the heading is exercise alters brain chemistry to protect ageing synaps- synapsis. Yeah. And then enhanced nerve transmission seen in older adults who remain active.
1: So the same thing pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So I just said. <laughs>
0: um, I don't know when your study was done, but this one's like literally – been done over the last 12 months and they've just released the findings and it's it's just crazy to see that like we all know that exercise helps with your heart health um you know organ health lung health all that sort of stuff and now it's proven that it helps with your brain as well yeah so it's like you know your brain (laughs) sort of governs everything so doing all this sort of stuff helps with that and like if you dive in a little bit deeper into it, it's just all about how your body um, utilizes glucose and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So the more you exercise, the, you know, the better your body operates and uses all the stuff you eat, all the good stuff you eat. So it's healthier and it just goes to show that's just the same for your brain. And this study just proves that as well. Yeah. Um,
1: when you think about it, it's crazy. I said this to Jack the other day when I was studying. It's crazy how... I can be studying a subject that we don't actually know everything about, like how I can be studying the brain. All mm. well, same goes for the body and exercise, but we not, are not even close to knowing everything about it. Yeah. Like we're just piecing it together as we go.
0: Yeah. But although we don't know a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff does make sense. Like you yeah, see absolutely. active older people eating good stuff, being active, weight doing resistance training, all the things they should be doing, They obviously live for longer and have better quality of life than those that don't. Yeah. Like, you don't really need studies and all that sort of stuff to prove that. It's You can look at it and see it. Yeah. Um, And (laughs) just on that fun little side note, we actually had cereal this week.
1: Oh, yeah. Um,
0: So, like, we don't really eat much processed stuff.
1: No.
0: Um, Bread, I feel like, is maybe the most processed stuff. We haven't
1: even been eating that the last three
0: months. Yeah. And we just, I guess we just had a craving for some cereal. So we got Cheerios.
1: Uh, oh, because I'd never had Cheerios before.
0: Oh yeah. And, and, really I, special. and, and I, was, I remember had, having them as a kid, but yeah, you just sort of have that idea of what they taste like in your head from when you were a kid. But anyway, we had one bowl. Well, I had one bowl and I was just like, that wasn't even close to satisfying. I could have had three bowls before I even felt full, but Normally, would have a bowl of some sort of meat and vegetables, and I'd be full. And yeah. I couldn't eat any more. So it just goes to show that how much processed food doesn't fill you up as eat. Like, is, but
1: it's super high in calories. Yeah, like so on the package. Uh, there is obviously a serving suggestion. So I was like, oh, let's weigh it out and see how big the serving suggestion is and if it's actually close to how much we want or need to eat. Yeah. And the serving size was 30 grams, so I poured 30 grams into the bowl. And it was like, what, half a cup? Mm. I reckon. Yeah. And I was like, what the heck? So we probably, I probably had three serving sizes, which times three, the amount of calories that, it mm. recommends you have. Mm. Jack probably had eight by the time he went back for seconds. So Yeah. And then afterwards we're at the gym and we're both like, I'm still hungry. Like, yeah, it's crazy.
0: And yeah, it just goes a sh- and none of that would have helped fuel the brain and d- done all the right things.
1: If anything, it made my brain slower. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so I know we don't normally talk about this sort of stuff, but I found this one quite interesting. Yeah. Um, and I'm going somewhere else with this. So those listening don't get all in a huff or a puff because it's sort of politically... Incorrect. Not incorrect, but just sensitive, I guess you'd say. Um, So, again, you can find this in the show notes. I'll link it up. Um, Vaccine shot likely not good enough is the heading to protect against Omicron.
1: Yeah, I've seen that. On Instagram, quite a bit, actually, that heading, that...
0: So a lot of stuff is coming out of America's media and all that sort of stuff. I think I probably follow America's media more than us because I feel like a lot of our trends come from there anyway. Yeah. Um, It's
1: like follow the leader.
0: Pretty much. And it it has differed a little bit over the last two years with everything that's going on. But it's just like this one's coming out of America. Um, Well, I've seen it in an American thing and then... A lot of the american um big news places are now starting to say that the best thing you can do to fight against omicron and all these other variants and all that sort of stuff is to live a healthier life
1: oh geez how ironic it's taken two and a half years to get to that
0: yeah and like where i've seen it these guys were saying like it's funny how it's just gone on i think you're even saying how it's just gone on a big different like you know you go back 12 months and it's like the only way to protect from this virus is to get vaccinated and then 12 months later, it's now, oh, the vaccine doesn't work as well. We thought you should start exercising and living a healthy life.
1: But you know what they, how they say you should start doing that to protect yourself? You should be doing it anyway. Yeah. Somebody asked me on Instagram the other day um, when we were talking, we must have done a podcast about over-exercising or I think we answered a question on the podcast about it. Yep. And someone said, is over-exercising or under What was it? Is over-exercising a bigger problem than Mm. under-eating? Over-exercising? Yeah. Yeah, is that right? Over-exercising, is it a bigger problem than people under-eating? And I said that people just not exercising is more of a problem than Mm. people over-exercising. Like, obviously, we do talk about that because, I don't know, it's a less spoken about topic. Mm. But... 80% 80% of people don't exercise.
0: Mm. And like, yeah, the virus is killing people and people are dying from it all the time. But the still the biggest killer worldwide is heart disease. Yeah. Like heart disease outdoes any sort of virus every day of the week.
1: And it's never spoken about.
0: But the best thing you can do for heart disease is exercise. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, why have we not, why has not that not been the message from the start?
1: And I get that the government likes to make money from advertising and stuff, how to prevent it, and food packaging, and this is heart heart smart, is that the Mm. slogan? But, like, can't they find a way to make money through, I don't know, selling programs?
0: Singapore government does.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So the Singapore government has a I don't know how it exactly works, and if anybody listening from Singapore knows, please let us know or let me know. But I believe they have a whole thing. I guess it's like a platform where you can log on, and they've got workouts, exercises. Like a government platform. Yeah. So not yeah. only do they give you you know the Heart Smart stuff, and this food's good, that bad, that, that for and. That food's bad not all that sort of stuff. They actually give you workouts and programs and wow. stuff you can actually do as well.
1: That's crazy. I don't
0: know if that's a new thing due to COVID and because everybody was put in the isolation and they did home yeah. workouts for everybody. I don't know if that's a new thing or an old thing, but they actually do, you know, more than just, here's a food pyramid.
1: That's actually such a smart thing to do. Like instead of just locking everyone up and saying you're locked up, deal with it. Yeah. Here's a way to manage it. Mm. You know, like my nan goes to, she calls it daycare. (laughs) And once a week she goes to like a a group of old people and they have morning tea and do activities and exercises and stuff like that. And they like when COVID started, obviously old people probably were the ones that avoided leaving the house the most. Mm. So they gave them like thick activity books. Like just i don't know things to keep them occupied stories to read mm. just things to stop them from watching the news and get yep. their brain active i guess um, yeah where's the government
0: yeah well i guess that let's ask the audience you guys listening uh, have you started exercising and doing everything you need to to be or anything else that you need to be doing to be healthy instead of relying on vaccines and that sort of stuff i'm not saying that you shouldn't get the vaccine or anything like that it's still useful but That's not much point, like the research has shown, it's not much point now if you are living a very unhealthy life. Yeah. So let us know if you've changed anything or you're doing anything and we'll leave it there. Yep. Awesome. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening. As always, please give us a five-star review or a end, a positive comment if you're listening on itunes um, it helps this podcast grow it helps us reach more people and help more people and we appreciate every single person that does and we will talk to you all in the next episode